more minutes to have more people join us. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for taking time of your busy schedules Monday to be here. We're excited to have you. We're glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So we'll just give five minutes. We'll start at um, six minutes past seven. Guests is in the house. We're just waiting till six minutes past seven to start. Good evening. <laughs> yeah, tonight. Thank you. Okay. Give time for more people to join in. I understand. Uh, yes. Right. So just waiting. We have about um, three more minutes to okay, wait for more, people. and then we can move from there. Well done. Okay. Thank you. You too. <laughs> Okay, just give me a minute, please. more minutes thank you everybody for staying tuned um, to tell everybody to tell everybody to tell everybody we have started and we'll be on in two minutes thank you hello see you grace thank you for 
joining in. Tulu, I see you. Thank you for joining in. Daniel, I see you. Thank you, everybody. One more minute and we'll be ready to start. Yay, I'm so excited. Gosh, I'm so excited. It's been, it's been a long time since I've been here in your faces, doing what I love to do. Okay, now we can start. Good evening, everybody. My name is Olushore Adefioye. Uh, I'm so excited to be here this evening. It's been a long time coming. It's been May since I've been here in your faces, you know, <laughs> doing this. Like, I'm, I'm totally excited, totally, totally excited. And I'm more excited about what we'll be discussing this evening and um, our guest you know, thank you for taking time from your busy schedules to join us this evening. It's Monday. I'm sure some of you are in traffic listening on your phones. We are so excited to have you. And we know that it will be a good use of your time and a good use of your data. Yes. So, um, so this um, webinar series started in response to COVID-19 and we discussing um, pertinent issues that affect our key stakeholders, including um, adolescents, young adults, parents, uh, everyone that you can think of in the education sphere. Uh, we've discussed different topics in the past couple of weeks, and today we're talking about building a legacy using homeschooling as a tool. And this evening, I'm so excited about our guest because she is Oh my God, her, her resume alone is, is rich. And, you know, she's such a passionate woman. She loves what she does, absolutely. And um, I'm so glad to present to everybody, Inoma Oguinomi. Thank you. Inoma. <laughs> it's so good to be here tonight. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for the love. Thank you for, I mean, the invitation. I do not take it for granted because uh, I think it's, you know, a laudable one. You know, we have to keep talking about topics like this, especially in the kind of season that we're in. So thank you so much, Ogusheri, and thank, thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you. So let me just let Ioma introduce herself quickly and tell us, you know, who Ioma is and what we don't know about Ioma. Yes, so over to you. <laughs> okay, I think, um, I mean, I have so much to say, but I'll try and just keep it abridged. Okay, my name is Ioma Ogunyomi, and of course, by that name, automatically it shows that I'm Igbo married to Yoruba. And of course, that makes me a good, a true Nigerian, basically, if there's anything like that. But it's just the fact that um, I love children, I love teenagers, I love young adults. Um, I have worked with them for years, I mean, years of my life. And um, 
I started out initially, you know, working with teenagers years back, and um, under Teenagers are Special, which is a ministry that I run. And prior to that, of course, I had um, prior to that I had worked at um, the Star Christian Center as a junior church administrator. I had uh, also being um, a facilitator, a regular facilitator at the United Nations Information Center on Youth Development, on educational development, speaking to heads of schools, teachers, administrators on educational development. I have over the, over the span of years taught even in schools because my first degree is in theater arts and creative arts. So I taught children, I taught children, you know, way back, way back and, um, Amazingly, when I was, you know, having a discussion yesterday, I just said, I mean, it's been 23 years I, when I started teaching because wow. I come from a family of educators. And in my home, once you're done with secondary school, my parents would tell you, you have, at least you have to take some time to run through their school as an intern before you head towards the university. So I've been exposed, I mean, as far back as 1997, you know, Amazing. to yes, children and all. So basically, there's so many things I've been, you know, um, a host, a producer and a presenter on University of Lagos FM, presenting One Touch to young people, children, teenagers, and young adults and families alike for eight years. So that's a whole lot that has spanned through. I mean, I can't even mention everything here, you know, but <laughs> the truth is I'm very involved. I'm a homemaker. I love the, the institution of the family. And I believe that the family is the first, that's the home, is the first society and it's the institution that needs to be gotten right so that the society can also, you know, have a better and can have much more, how would I call that, much more sanity. I think that's the word, much more sanity in the times that we live in. So that's basically just a little about me. I'm a mother of three biological children and many, many non-biological children. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. I just don't want to say too many things here, but it's amazing that I'm sitting in this seat at this time. I do not take it. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Without further ado, just move quickly into the business of today. You know, yeah, talking um, about um, building a legacy, their homeschooling and uh, I shortly will just pass on to Yoma again to you know speak through our slides and then we'll have you know brief questions. But before she goes on, if you have any question as she speaks, please you know put it in the chat room. Um, we'll definitely collate all the questions and um, ask them when she's done with her session. And please, I have my notepad here and my pen. So I'm going to be taking notes. I advise everybody to do the same because you don't want this wealth of um, experience and knowledge to just go by without you penning a few things down. All right, Hioma, over to you. Okay, thank you, Alushari. So here is it. So we begin tonight. Homeschooling. I mean, this is a world that is trending at this time. And we all know that as at February, nobody ever thought that, you know, we're all going to be locked down or, you know, have this kind of situation. And, um, now this is what we're faced with. And I think it has made us even as parents, you know, begin to, to look inwards much more than the way we just felt that we could outsource education. So today for me, building a lasting legacy through homeschooling, it's bringing a spotlight to the home, to parenting, to letting us see and know that that's a whole lot that is involved, especially with teaching children and with making them learn. So I start out first with saying this, you cannot give what you do not have as a parent. 
You cannot give what you do not have. When it comes to homeschooling, you know that word. For me, I say to people that it is even all encompassing because schooling sounds only just academic. You know, it sounds academic, but it's much more home education. It is lifestyle. It is that the home is the first society that every child is introduced to. So here is it, as a parent and as, or an aspiring parent, you know, you cannot give what you do not have to your children. And therefore you must take time to discover even personally who you are. You must intentionally develop yourself consistently. Of course you are, like my slide says here, you know, the first slide I have here, I, I, I can say it here, it says that you are the living example. The first slide says, you are the living example your children will eventually follow. Your life is the definition. Your life is a definition and expression of your beliefs. You are the living example that your, your children will eventually follow. Your life is a definition and expression of your beliefs. So what that means is this, that it's not enough to think or to say that, you know, I just want my children to just have an education. It's much more importantly for you to ask yourself, what are you modeling to, to your children? Because building a legacy is hinged on lifestyle and it starts first from you. So as a parent, you must sit down and ask yourself certain questions when, in, when your children are involved, you know, and it's more like saying that, I've met many parents who just tell you, okay, you know what, you can, you can, you can turn the slide a little, you can move the slide one more to the next slide. You know, I've met parents who just tell you, you know what, I just want my child to have a good education. I just want my child to go to a good school. I just want my child to just, you know, just do well, or because my friend's children are doing this and doing that. And I'm saying to them that that's not enough. That as a parent one, yes, you discover who you are, you know, okay, this is who I am. This is what I have. This is what I can give to my children. I'm not going to outsource it to just anybody because children are humans. In fact, the amazing thing is as parents, you're the one molding the human beings that are trust, you know, that are put out into the society. So for any complaint you have about the society, it's important that you look first inward in your home. If there are any setting, you know, the certain kind of behaviors that you see in your child, you should know that if it is not curtailed at home, that child is going to be a reflection of that behavior out there. So when it comes to education and homeschooling, you should also have a vision. What I say is a vision, a vision. What do you have in mind? Where do you see your children in a few years to come? What is the projection into the future? If you have that, it is easy for you to backtrack into the present that you're in and now begin to look for a learning path that will suit the kind of future that you have seen in your picture for your children. You must also, you know, seek a picture Victoria projection, which is what I've said. And you must also begin to let them see and know and allow them to discover and express themselves because children will always be children. In homeschooling, in legacy building, you cannot just teach. You cannot just assume that your children are learning. You must understand that role modeling is the key. When it comes to building a legacy, when it comes to teaching children morals, because educate, I mean, homeschooling is not only academics, it is lifestyle. It is lifestyle. And when it comes to that, you must understand that role modeling is the key. That is not do as I say, but do as I do. So there should be, you know, importance attached. I mean, when we were growing up, <laughs> there were certain things we just could not do. You know, there are certain things we just could not do. 
you can you can you can you can do without the slide you can let the slides um and i'll tell you to put it up again you know there's certain things that we could just we, we, we would just not do and it was just because of the kind of homes that we came from you know you sometimes you're just in the midst of your friends and you remember maybe your mother's voice or your father's voice so you just realize that they're setting things that cannot work with you sometimes your friends may say what's wrong with that why can't you just be like us you say, mm, where i come from the kind of family i come from there are certain things we do not just do and so what that means is that there's a certain value that has been instilled into that child where the child knows that these are the guiding principles for our lives the good thing about homeschooling which you know which for me it's it's key is you must understand why am i doing this why am i homeschooling why am i teaching my children at home or why am i putting them up for digital classes what kind of learning sessions are they having digitally why am i doing all of this and it's a very fundamental question you must ask yourself because the reason behind the why will help you. You know, even when there are times where you may be tired, there are times where you're asking yourself, is this all my life is gonna really be about? And you say, this why, why you're doing it? It's because of the fact that even the society that we live in is seeking for people who, are, who have character. The problem with the society we're living in is not even a lack of knowledge, but it is a lack of character, the lack of people who understand what it means to have certain kind of behaviors that do not dehumanize humanity, that does not destroy humanity, but rather builds up humanity. I can give you an example. Just look at the scenario we're facing right now. COVID-19. COVID-19, I mean, it is so clear that the people who put this virus together are very educated people. They are very intelligent and smart people. But my question is, the fact that they are very educated, the framework, what, that they are edu what the education is resting upon was not built to preserve humanity. What that means is their philosophy, their beliefs, their mindsets is not, wasn't, I mean, they were not trained or wired to understand what it means to value humanity. So what do they do? Use the same academic education, use the same knowledge to counter, to destroy humanity. So whether we know it or not, I mean, COVID-19 is a biological weapon of mass destruction. So why some countries are there looking at trying to combat nuclear weapon of mass destruction. They use the biological weapon of mass destruction and it had to do with excellent intelligence and great thinking. So here is the thing, for, for character building, you must understand that you cannot beat it when it comes to values. That I tell you, if you think that because your child is learning online, automatically your child is being homeschooled, that's not true. Your child can be learning online and still have the worst of behaviors. If you think that because your child is, I mean, just knows or is intelligent, then there's a problem. Because what that means is that the character or, or the, the, the values that would, that's the cushion and the bedrock for the knowledge that that child that's going to be placed in the heart of that child, it's not, it's not proper. So the training hasn't been done. So here is the thing, you know, as, as parents, you must ask yourself, who gave me this child? Where is this child coming from? I mean, to whom would I be accountable for this child? Because the truth is every product has a manufacturer. Our children came from somewhere and somebody made them. So as a parent, it's important for you to go back to this one who made them and begin to ask him, what do you want me to do for this child? How do you want me to train this child? What is the pattern? What is the picture? How do I, how do I navigate this particular child? 
Because the truth is, do you know that some of our parents wanted us to do what they wanted us to do? And that's why at the end of the day, you, you get to see someone who says, okay, I've, I've been a doctor for six years. I mean, I have gone to school. And at the end of the day, well, I just want to be a tailor. <laughs> and you see children struggling. You see many of them, even as teenagers, I work with teenagers. So you see them struggling with fulfillment. So for me, the purpose of homeschooling is usually to have control also on the kind of influences your child is expected to have. Even from childhood, from tender age, you have the power. You have the power to control. You have the power to determine what goes in and what goes out. The best place for children to see values being modeled is in the home. They're practical models, I mean, in the home. It took me years to get to this point, sincerely. With all the things I had done here and there and all, I remember the point, the Holy Spirit began to speak to me. You know, I resigned my job years back. And I, I mean, I looked at the whole thing and I realized that the kind of education I wanted my children to have at that time, I couldn't afford it. And I thought to myself, why just throw them out and just take them to school because everybody expects us to put on uniforms and then we're going to school. And I thought to myself, I could create this in my home. I mean, if you look at even my back, you see that I have my process. I could create the school in my home. I am my children's greatest teacher. So I can create this thing instead of just, you know, throwing them out for a substandard education. And immediately I started that. I mean, over a decade ago, I began to see changes. Every homeschool, see, you have to have an ideology. I keep telling parents, don't just say I'm taking my children to school or I just want them to learn anything at home. No. When I ask questions, some parents look at me, you're asking too many questions. I said, yes, because I don't want you to just dump your children with me. I don't want you to just dump your children to anything that has been advertised online. So I ask you, what's your educational ideology that forms the informal institution, which is the homeschool? In your home, you must have no ideology. In my home, in fact, I, I have my children in my Bible home too, and I told them the acronym for the values by which we walk by is leader. L stands for love, E stands for excellence, A stands for accountability, D stands for discipline, E stands for empathy, and R stands for righteousness. And I begin to explain to them that you see, you cannot have all of these qualities without understanding where you're coming from and who made you. What that means is that for, for you to begin to talk about values properly as a parent, you need to seek the Lord to help you show you who the child you are dealing with really is. Not two children are the same. Their parts are different, even if they are twins. And the way you relate with them are actually different. What works for A may not necessarily work for B. So you must understand and study them. I know that we can be busy, but here is the thing. How busy can we be that after years of our lives, spending money, going to work, trying to train children, then in a few years from now, they tell you that, mama, everything you've been saying to us is crap. We don't believe Jack. I mean, that alone, it's enough to make one, you know, go haywire because you haven't done the fundamental work. So the fundamental work is this. Your children need to start with knowing who they are. Who are they? That's the question. I tell you the truth. So ask them, why do you think you're learning? Why do you think you're in this home? I know you've asked questions. Who am I? Why am I here? What am I doing here? You know, what exactly is the purpose? So they need to know who they are, their identity. And the identity is found in whose they are. So what that means is that to build a legacy, you must have a reference point. And that reference point is the one who made them. And it is the God that made them. For me, my greatest timeless resource and manual when it comes to 
values to homeschooling, to teaching my children is still the Bible. Why do I say that? I mean, every other, if you look closely at many education systems, I have studied a bit. If you look closely, you'll find out that they picked one or two things here and there, even from the Bible. You'll find out that they picked certain things that you're wondering, oh my God, it's here in the Bible. So the truth is, as much as, you know, we're talking about knowledge, we're talking about education. I say education has failed. What we need right now is role modeling at home. It is lifestyle. It is that once your children know whose they are, they know that they're already wired to live a certain kind of life. So here is it. You don't end up having a child maybe who is so successful. You know that word in quotes, according to the, um, the, the society we're living in. Oh, this child is so successful, has made a lot of money and all of that. Yet the child is transgender. Yet the child is struggling with issues that you can see. Maybe the child steals. Maybe the child doesn't have integrity. There are so many things that makes it worse off. So the real learning is in modeling. It's in the fact that you must teach your children. You must model to your children that this is who we are. This is where we are coming from. There are certain things that we will not do. There are certain things that, you know, we are wired to do. So when I talk about love, I, I teach them, you have to be patient, you have to be kind, you have to be, I go all and all. When I talk about excellence, I tell my children, make sure that anything you do, people will look at it and say, ah, this thing was done much more than expected. Make sure, because everything you do has your signature on it. So you must be known as one who adds value. You must be known as one who is, you know, who goes an extra mile. So there's so many things that are involved. But like I said, identity. And that identity is a bedrock. Every parent, you need to know who are you? What can you give to your children? That's one. Secondly, you need to guide these children. As you ask the one who made them, that is their manufacturer, show me how to train this child so that I can, you know, train the child accordingly. And that's it, because like I said, when I was talking, you know, before the meeting, I said there are nitty gritties of homeschooling here and there, you know, even to curriculums. How am I going to teach them? What kind of curriculums are they going to be exposed to and all of that? I see a lot of curriculums because I know that everything is a framework of knowledge. It's possible, I mean, there are some books that if you look closely into it, now the way things are going, you find out that some of them are talking about homosexuality. They come seemingly like normal children's books. I tell you the truth, but what they do is they tell you, you know, it's a man and a man that make the family. It's a woman and a, so it's not enough. I do not take books that people endorse just like that. I go out of my way to look closely and say, is this thing okay? for these children. So aside from that, I would also want to quickly mention something because, you know, because of time and I know I'm going to take questions you know, and answers. So here is the thing also. Your children are watching you. Your children will always remember what you represented. Even before they begin to hear that, okay, maybe God is speaking to them. They hear your voice. What kind of voice would they be hearing from you in their heads? You would always be there with them 24-7. But you know, amazingly, that's a way they'll tell you something about your child. You say, no, that can't be my child. I know my child. The same way that child will say, no, I'm not going to do this because mama said so. <laughs> you know? I mean, I just want to appreciate every mother and father who goes, I mean, it's amazing. You just see a child who says, there was, an ex there was a situation that happened some time back. So 
it's just a, just a quick example. So my sister said something to me that my children, you know, the husband took them to a mall and of course they were thirsty and it was just natural to get water. And they were, he was trying to give them water. So I think sometime last year, he was trying to give them water and it was cold water. So he just said, just normal, you know, okay, take water and drink and all that. And immediately they said, ah, oh, uncle, we're sorry, we cannot drink cold water because our mother said we shouldn't drink cold water. <laughs> that he looked at them like, he must be kidding me. Cold water, what is so, you know? <laughs> but for him, it meant something because he told my son, she said to me, now these children are well, we are ordinary cold water. But because I have said it over and over and, you know, stated it that for your health, for certain reasons, they are saying you can't drink. So I wasn't there. I didn't see the scenario, but it was reported. So there are many other things that happens, but I'm just saying that there are even much more deeper things that because we have been built, you know, you built your children to a certain level in terms of values. They say, no, I can't do this thing. Now we're living in a world that is confusing everything. Confusing, I tell you the truth. Confusing everything, relationships, everything you can think of. So you never can be too, too meticulous. You never can be. And the truth is, I want to say something to parents here. Don't parent your children from the point of fear. Don't. Children know when you're afraid, even when you're talking to them. They know when you think you have to learn to even trust them. Sometimes I allow my children to do certain things. I know that. And they tell me, mommy, don't you trust me? Don't you know that I know what I'm doing? You know, and I'm thinking, okay. Because the truth is, you, no matter even how you homeschool and homeschool, your children are still going to go out there. You know, I mean, that's the truth. You're not homeschooling because we're afraid. No, we're homeschooling because we have a vision for the kind of children that we want to churn out into the society. So that's a whole lot that you just need to look at from there. And in building a legacy, let me tell you, this generation finds it hard to really read. There are many things you may not be able to teach your children, but... There are people who have gone ahead. I read books on parenting. I read books about those who have gone. I mean, I know a mother who is homeschooling like nine children, her own biological children. Not here in Nigeria, yes. I follow some people closely to see how have they done it? How are they doing it? Do you understand? And now there are some people who have written books. In one or two hours, you can get your children to read certain books that you're trying to tell them something. But once they read it in those books, they can catch it. So now the question is, some children don't even want to read because why? It's the 21st century digital, you know, we have gadgets. I mean, you can get it just now. Once I type it on Google, Google will just show me, you know. I don't even need you, mommy. I don't even need to ask you questions. Google can tell me everything. You understand? So getting to your children to read, you have to start from the foundation. Sight reading comes even before reading. But many parents don't know that. I won't just thrust a book at you. I would start with telling you, you have to, I mean, showing you pictures, reading out loud to the children, being with them, no matter how busy you are, I want to say to you that if your children don't end up turning out well, <clears throat> you will find the rest that you need in your latter years. Not just that, the one who gave them to you, we ask them from you. Not just that, they will become much more of a nuisance in society. We're talking about rape and all of that. So you are doing the best kind of work that you can, I mean, anybody can do. It's a laudable work. It's a work that a lot of people will tell you, I mean, why do I have to do this? But I say, you have to do it because the society needs more of you. 
You owe the society this to make sure that you are also bringing children who are worth adding value to the society. Whose they are, show them. They belong to God. Direct them there. There are many things that showing them whose they are would teach them without you teaching them. I've had amazing scenarios. I'll give you just one short scenario. There was a day I was cooking in the kitchen and my son came to meet me and he said to me, mommy, am I a fool? I said, a fool? You know, I couldn't put it together in my head. I said, a fool? I was thinking, did I ever call him a fool? How would I have called him a fool? His father wouldn't have called him a fool. And he was crying. I said, ah, you're not a fool. So what's the matter? Who called you a fool, you know? And he said, God. I said, God? He's serious. It was getting more interesting in my mind. How would this child, I mean, I think then he was eight. How would a child come to meet me, an eight-year-old child come to meet me and ask me, mommy, am I a fool? And I said, okay, so where did God tell you? How do you know that you're a fool? He now went and brought his Bible. And he opened it to Proverbs, I think Proverbs 15, verse 5 or something, that it says that um, he, who, he who disobeys his father and his mother is a fool. <laughs> in fact he was just so interested in the scenario that he who disobeys his father and his mother is a fool so you know um, be smart and accept correction so he came to me and said ah, now because I disobey sometimes so, so that means I'm a fool as much as I tried to explain to him that well you're not a fool because at least you also accept corrections but in my heart I was so glad that at least I pointed him to the one who had the power to be able to convict his heart to tell him that, you know, there are certain things you should do and certain things you shouldn't do. So that's it. Some children don't have anyone they're accountable to, anything they're accountable to. So there are times they look you as a mother and father in the face and tell you, I won't do the thing. So my question is, if you haven't trained them from childhood, that beyond me as your father and mother, you belong to someone who gave you to me. So that's why we need to train you according to this pattern. Then there will be a problem. Children want to always have their way. Don't feel bad, mama, sometimes when you put your feet down. You have to do that. You have to be wise enough to do that. The truth is, there's some, I mean, there's some of our parents over the years. I miss some of their parenting styles. I tell you the truth. I don't get me wrong. Yes, I understand all the, you know, the grammar that we're all speaking in 21st century and all of that, which is good. But at the same time, I've asked the question, all the Western people who are showing you, you know, or telling you all those kind of things, what kind of children are they breeding? What kind of society do they have? One of the things I can only say that, you know, our parents, I, I feel that maybe they could have done better was maybe just have much more communication lines open. But other than that, the Bible itself says, spare the rod, <laughs> do you know, as well the child. Every time I think about it, I tell myself, I can't even use a rod for a child. Why would you talk about a rod? At least if it had said a cane, <laughs> you know, I would hear, okay, a cane is still, you know, all light. But you know what a rod means? I mean, that's heavy. So I think that what he's just trying to say is you cannot compromise when it comes to discipline. To build a lasting legacy, like I said, that vision, then you backtrack to the, to the present and you are set on it. So you get that vision from God, the one who made them. Then you begin to ask for the pattern. Not every school that your child is meant to, I'm telling you, not any digital kind of learning you just trust your child into. No, not any program that you see online you trust your child. No, sometimes they even end up being worse off than when you put them in there. So you must be intentional. I think that's the word. You must be intentional. Yes, it takes a lot of sacrifice. 
sacrifice, but it's worth it in the end. Don't leave your children behind. You can be home and yet not be home. You shouldn't be presently absent. You must be presently present. I see it all the time, even in my, I mean, with, with my biological children and even those who are not my biological children. I have seen certain things that letting them know whose they are because that's what identity is, you know, helps them able to stand and understand who, who they really are. So that's it. I don't want, you know, I don't want you to feel like, ah, there's so much going on. And let me tell you another thing I do. I do not let the social media dictate to me how I run with my children. I do not let the social media, it's, it's, we live in a time where people just come up with different things. You may even be saying something and I look you in the face. I mean, somebody says to me, oh, that person is saying the truth. And I think to myself, by what spirit is this person saying the thing? Yes, I teach children. I start teaching children, you must discern. You must understand what's going on. COVID-19 has opened a whole lot that many of us, I mean, would never have expected. And we're seeing things in different light. And I just want to say it over and over again. The greatest work as a parent is to instruct your children according to the pattern that God himself designed for them. With that, you can never go wrong. With that, even when you die, <laughs> you know that you have joined your best. It's like saying, I have run this race. I have passed on the passed the button, you know, and I mean, amazing. Susanna Wesley, she, 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 she homeschooled her children and she turned out two great men. I mean, that the world <laughs> cannot even comprehend. I could even show, I think, I'm not sure if it's gonna show on my screen if I share one or two pictures because there's this other person, um, um, Abraham um, Graham. Alexander Graham, he was also homeschooled. Thomas Edison was homeschooled. He said he was a dumb head, he couldn't do much, he couldn't, I mean, grateful for parents, mothers, fathers who believe in their children. So legacy is this, that even when you were gone, that anywhere your children go, people will see in them you, and not just you, you that has put the God in them. And it's amazing because the world is looking for this kind of people. So I just want to, I think I just want to stop here because there's so many things. And another thing I want to say when it comes to values is this. You need to sit down as a parent. You need to compartmentalize the lives of your children. You need to break them down. Yes. I mean, there are different aspects to the child when it comes to child development. You know, I'm not talking about child development here deeply now, but you need to do that, you know psychologically, mentally, socially, you need to put milestones. You need to say, okay, what's, what's this child at this time? What am I expecting? What should this child know? And the truth is you must have a daily routine. You must have a system of oppression. One of the things that I notice when people say homeschool, they think it's just a time to lounge. Really? Okay, fine, you're seeing me here having this webinar, but I've been working since morning. I mean, it's because I have to come here, you know, in front of the whole world and all that. But I've been with my children from morning, aside from my physical, you know, um, children at home and those who come into my home, who my homeschool, you know, I have many children who are online because I also school them online. And that is when it comes to character development, the world is looking for them. So you must have a daily routine. Do you know that training starts with that discipline and daily routine? Some children just wake up in the morning, they just, nothing, you just wake up. Okay, come, it's time for math. You have a class now. You have, what? 
I tell my children, this home is an organization. Yes, you have a responsibility to add to it. Now, what is your addition today? Did you cook the food? <laughs> did you go to the market? I break it down. What did you do today? Did you keep this place clean? You must clean. I mean, I explain to them. Do you know what it means to be responsible? Respond with your ability. You have an ability. You have an ability to do this. You have an ability to be proactive. You have an ability to clean up your mess. You don't expect that you finish eating and somebody comes to clean it up for you. You, you should go there. You wash the place. You tidy up the sink. You sweep the house. You, you mop. Amazing. You know, that routine. You have to, because the truth is, even when they go out to the workplace, it will be evident that they came from a home that had that routine. It's not too early to begin to teach your children how to manage their lives gradually. You need to spend time. You need to do this. You need to do that. Then before you know it, yes, it may look tasking. Now child may grumble. At a certain age, your child should even begin to cook. That's the truth at a certain age. And it has not to do with gender. Whether boy, whether girl, my boy cooks. He makes breakfast and he would serve it. And he would, I mean, and at the end of the day, he will wash off because I'll tell him, I'm not going to do that. By now you are old enough. And so the same way I'm training the other girls too. You have to cook, you have to do this because we're all humans. That's a natural thing. So what am I saying in essence? The greatest thing you can do for the next generation is to be intentional about building legacy. And homeschooling gives you the power. I detect the time, I detect what they learn, I don't have a shed where maybe one school puts me under pressure of this kind of, you know, um, rigid road system. No, 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 not for me. So I walk around the school with principles. Like I said, you must have a culture, that homeschool culture. You must have your principles by which you walk by. And those principles, you get it from the one who made them. He has a purpose in his heart. So you must begin to seek him for that purpose. So I think I should just stop here because... I, I, I'm just trying to take it here and then knowing that we have just one hour. I don't want to overshift the time. So if there are any questions. Yeah, amazing. Thank you so much, Yoma. Like a lot, a lot has been said. And one thing I don't want us to forget is that we have a responsibility to the next generation as um, parents and aspiring parents. I'm not married yet. I hope to be married one day and have my children. Yes. So I have a responsibility to the next generation to raise um, um, raise my children well. And if I picked a couple of things from what she said, uh, you mentioned that first of, as a parent, you have to have a vision, a vision for yourself first and a vision for your children individually because no two children are the same. Yes. Then I also picked that um, um, role modeling is a tool, yes. you know, that's it. Children will not do what you say, but they will do what you do. They are watching you, you know, the way you conduct yourself. You might not even be married or maybe thinking of marriage now. Or maybe you have a niece or a nephew that you live with. Your niece is watching you. Your nephew is watching you. The way you behave, the way you talk, the things that you say, you know, that is very important as well. And the one critical thing that you mentioned, you know, is that you need to point your children to whose they are. Yes. Very not, important. Not, not really about who they are. That is key, but then whose they are is more important than who they are. Then one key thing that you also said, there are so many key things that you mentioned. You talked about the, um, discipline. Yes. 
you know, that is also because I, I find that a bit, you know, in this hour, century this our this day that we live in discipline is something that is doesn't come by very easily you know and you know you have to organize a routine and all of that for your children so as you were speaking a couple of questions you know um came in and i would just like to ask okay so i'm here i work in let's say fortune 500 company or maybe i run a type nine to five okay how do i combine all these uh Yes, I love my children. I want to. I want them to have the best. You know, I want them to turn out the best. I want to give everything I can. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I have my own dreams too. You know, so how do I marry marry the two? I don't want to have a child that would after university come and tell me in a few years that ah, I'm not a boy anymore. I'm not a girl. <laughs> That's even hello. <laughs> that's even quite even you know on an extreme you know a child will come and tell you ah, i finished reading the medicine that you asked me to read oh yeah take your certificate let me go and follow my passion my music or my fashion or whatever so how do i marry the two ah, my my dreams my and then that of my child you know can you throw do i have to quit my job you know not every not every mother is going to have to do the sitting in with the children homeschooling type you know, so that that's one question. I don't know if you can, you know, quickly just address that. Okay. Um, very sorry, very in mind that sorry to cut you. Okay. Sorry to cut you. Bearing in mind that we using we use homeschooling and home education in this question interchangeably. So how do I marry marry the two? Yeah. Bearing in mind that homeschooling and home education will be used interchangeably in this question. All right. Okay, so here is it. I noticed that, you know, once you say homeschooling, there are many people who just somewhere in their minds switch off. What I mean mm. switch off is that, like, well, I mean, I can never homeschool. I mean, it's not for me, you know. How, how is that going to work? So I think I, that's uh, yeah. a, a, a perception because you can actually, I mean, not even you can actually, every parent, is a homeschooler, technically, mm-hmm. you understand? In fact, the mother whom the baby comes through your womb, womb, you are the baby's first teacher, you know? You can you speak to your baby even in your womb and your baby hears you, mm-hmm. you know? So you are defining the life of that child. So it is not just to maybe you, you don't say, okay, I have to go to work, I have to do this, I have to do that, I have to do that. You are already, as long as you are a mother, or a father, mm. you're a parent, mm. and you have children, you're already a homeschooler. But the only thing is, are you a full-time one, or are you a part-time one? You know, and are you intentional? Because here is it, that is your, what, what, what I mean is you're already standing in the shoes of a homeschooler. But are you intentional mm. about that is it because whether you know it or not whether you are intentional or unintentional your children are learning from who you are Mm. so whether you realize it or not consciously or unconsciously they're learning from who you are you know they they just pick up things from you so now here is the thing some mothers are saying am i going to leave everything i'm doing i'm going to sit at home with children exactly some of us some of us are wired for things like this the same way I won't go and sit down and become an engineer. 
I mm. cannot do it. I am not wired <laughs> for that, you know, or any other thing, maybe a farmer, just name it. I am not wired for that. But I'm wired for this, I mean, in every way, ritually, professionally, name it. This is my course space. You understand? Now, the question is for a parent or a mother who is saying, I want everything that you're talking about. I desire it, but I also want to pursue my own dreams. What I would say is make sure that even in pursuing your dreams, you have a way your children are included in those mm. dreams. There's always a way to work around it. Another thing I said, mm. you know, I, I started thinking lately, if I'm not even lately, it's been coming to my heart, is that a time will come where there will be a job description or a role where you have some people who are like support parents. I stand in the shoes of a support parent. What that means is that, I mean, it's easy for you to employ a nanny, you employ a driver, you employ a cook, you employ a housekeeper and all that. The amazing thing is they can't even train children for you. But yet you still work so hard that you don't even have the energies. You use your best time out there. Then you come, you come, you use your best time out there. Then you come at home and give your leftovers to the children. Maybe she's mm -hmm. tired, I'm this, I'm that. At least I'm working to make money for you, you know, all those kind of things. So. Is it possible that there's someone who can assist you much more as a direct assistant? And that comes with trust. You know, that comes with a level of, how would I call it now? A level of, of trust. Yes, I think trust is still the word. That, and you are alert, that's discerning that, okay, this person can help me out, you know, in, 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 in training my children. And uh. the person paid for it. I mean, years back, event management wasn't a job. You know, nobody thought anybody could help organize events. Yes, back there were other things that didn't look like they were jobs specifically that could be. So mm -hmm. there is a trend going on. A lot of young people want to live their lives. But also you must understand that there are times when you know that you will have to sacrifice a certain thing for a certain time. Sometimes you have to take a certain kind of job that will be able to work around your children because it's still not the best to outsource it totally to someone else. Do you understand? It's still a yeah. partnership work. Yes, mm -hmm. you must take responsibility. If not, don't have the children. Don't have them. It's in Africa where do we want to have children because we don't want people to think we're barren. But we don't know that we, the purpose for having children is much more than not just being barren. Because some of us, I mean, by the time you get to the person who made them, the who's that made them, he's going to ask how we, I mean, how we worked with them for him. So while you're here thinking that you're just, you know, your dreams and everything, I hope the dreams are tying up with the who's that made you and made them. Mm. So there is always a way. Yes, sacrifice is always involved. That's the truth. Sacrifice is always involved. One thing will have to, you know, let go for the other. At the same time, also, there's a cushion, a balance here and there, you know. Like the way I run Human's Bible Home now, parents entrust, I mean, it's trust. So I'm a children's spiritual development and lifestyle coach. And I see certain things in the children. My last learning session on Saturday, you know, by the time I was talking to the children, I had to tell them, I said, if you allow me to drive my car to your house and I meet you physically, you know, they were looking at me like, this woman, what exactly? I over, I mean, through online, I discipline. Sorry okay. to cut Sorry to cut you. We we have like a lot of questions and I want to see oh, how we please, can. Please, please go ahead, go ahead. Yes, yes. So um, someone asked, uh, um, okay, I'm not entirely wired for homeschooling, 
but I am not against it as well. My major concern is the emotional, um, socio-emotional balance for my child. My child yeah. will always be indoors, will not interact with people. So how would they make friends? How would they, how would they know how to interact with people? You know, that's one question. Very important. Okay, should I go ahead? Okay, yes, this is the thing. It's a myth. It's a myth. Like I said, when it comes to homeschooling, you have the power to decide how it works. Yes, you understand. So you must have a visual picture. On Saturday, I came back late in the night because why? I took my children out for a STEAM activity, science, technology, engineering, art, and math. I mean, we were there almost all day from morning to each In fact, I had to sit there in between the sessions to take my own learning session online because I took them out. So they weren't at home. You can decide, you know what? At, at, I mean, the picture that you see for your children, they need to learn core academic subjects. They need to learn lifestyle. They need to learn languages. They need to learn sports. They could go to the courts. You could have a teacher at the tennis court. You could have a teacher at the football field. You could have, I mean, they could go out for their music lessons. They also have, I mean, um, an association, what I mean association, like, okay, maybe they go to church, they go to, you know, wherever, where you have maybe a gathering. My children are very, they're not emotionally, I don't know what to call it, bankrupt, you know? I mean, they are very, they socialize very well because I, I'm, I'm not sitting home all through. I have a timetable, I have how it works. So that's, that's it. It's not just sitting down and teaching them math, English, yes, you're teaching them also. Well, you have to even expose them because they need to be enlightened in certain ways. You can take them to parks. You can take them to places. There are some even programs that I see online and I'm, I'm led. I'm comfortable with my children being a part of it. I take them there. I look for opportunities for them to expose them. There was a time I even took them to GT Bank, Food Fair and all of that, you know, just to make them happy. I mean, I, I expose them. So it depends on you. Homeschooling, I think that's also one of the perception. They stay, you know, they are just rigid. They go back to back. I mean, it doesn't work that way. That's not true. That's not true. The ball is in your court. You can decide. The only thing is it doesn't work the way, you know, the structured school system works. You understand? And they are not just like, put, you know, they're not put in a general class like that where everybody, and let me tell you another advantage of homeschooling, individualized learning. Individualized learning. You can narrow into a child, you can walk at that child's pace, you can decide. Many times the competitions we do are not fair competitions. What I mean is this, many children are competing with their weaknesses, not their strengths. So you end up saying, ah, this one doesn't know anything. Oh, Lodo, Lele, in Yoruba, that's how they speak it. You are oh, Lodo, you know, that's what they call it. That's your dumb head, you don't know anything. Meanwhile, that child you are calling a dumb head is not operating from their strength. Mm. You know that children have ways to learn. Some children are auditory learners. Do you understand? Some are kinetic learners. I mean, once you take them to the field, you see their strengths will come out. Some, you, no matter what you say to them, they're not listening to you. Some, you have to put it in pictures. Some, they just want to read. They are just quiet and they can read everything through. So you need to understand, okay, how does this child learn? And that's what I say sometimes when I have to do um, teacher's training. I say, it's not enough for you to think you're a teacher. You can be teaching, but your child is not learning. You should be able to know how does this child learn? You understand? So those are the things you have to, you know, look at. So it's not, it's not boring. I think it's because you think once you call homeschool, it's boring, they are caged in. The amazing thing is not every child will actually be homeschooling in confines of home. Like I said, I mean, formal schooling. 
you know, okay. because they will still have to go to structured some, you know, even at university age, go to structured formal school. But okay. what I'm saying is the home is still the informal school. So it's it's home education. I think this word inf, um, homeschooling, a lot of people use it more for academics. So they yeah. think, oh, okay, it's just academic, but it is actually home education. You understand yeah. that. Whether you go out to a structured school or not, whatever happens, your child is being educated at home. And that education is hinged on role modeling, what you are showing to that child. And that's what legacy is. Okay. So we have a question here now. This just came in. Um, but before we go, I would do a quick wrap on the answers that you had, you had, you, you had given earlier. How do you handle always having to be at home with the children? Do you have a support system? How about when you need to get things done outside the home? I know. Yes, I know. That's, that's, that's amazing. Yes, like I said, when I came, I said, okay, fine, you're seeing me now. I'm looking like this because you're seeing me. This is not how I look on a normal deal. <laughs> that's the truth. Yes, because I cannot look like this with a child. This one, you know, you know what it means to work with children, but before you know it, even though I pulled my hair like this, pulled my hair, you know, I mean by default. So if you are trying to slay, you know what I mean by, uh, 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 you can't roll up your sleeves like that and work with the children. So here is it. For me, sincerely, it's been, it's been, how do I call it, like a roller coaster in the sense that I haven't even had like immediate help. You know, some people have nannies, some people have people that I, I literally, for years, train my children, except mm. maybe when a sister comes in, and maybe someone here and there, and all that. So it's just even now that I started, okay, you know what, I'm opening it up to other children. I have to say, you know what, I think it's important I get a support system, like, you know, the help and all that. And now, because my children are older, at least my first is older and my second, you know, so I have a th third who's still, you know, a toddler, because they are older, they define certain things. They'll tell you, no, this is not how mommy does it. This is how we do, you know? So it's not like I'm having, you know, a help who is helping me train. I don't even understand my point. Who is, no, 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 no. The children can tell. In fact, I remember the very first time the person came. My children wrote everything they think that the person did that day. When I said, let me quickly step out of the house. They wrote everything, number one, number two, number three. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Because they're mature now. They're old enough. So the thing is, everybody needs help. That's you need a support system. So that one, you don't break down. So that two, you can maximize your potential and the vision that you see. Mm. You know, so that three, you can concentrate on the work of training the children too. Mm. So you have to understand, okay, what role is this help playing for me? Mm. So like now, let me be sincere with you. I don't have a help like a housekeeper or house help. Or no, my children do the chores. They do the chores. They wash the toilets. Okay. Oh, what yes. of that has a younger child? If that's you're starting, that's why I said that you need help. You need a support system. If there's so okay. many things you're doing at the same time, but you know that that has to be trusted because some people have kept younger children in the hands of people that have made a mess of their lives. Mm. Let me tell you the truth. You have to face it. There are sometimes you may have to quit certain jobs because of the children. It's, it's not because you want to do that, but for a season. Yeah. So Instead, so that you don't go about talking about uh, sexual abuse and they, all those things are medicine after death. 
I mean, you can't you can't take the back child back to the original state. Mm. You know, even at home, you have to be at home because do you know that aside from out there, maybe adults, you know, sexually abusing children, there are also children sexually abusing children. Do you know there are even cases where siblings abuse siblings? Mm. Things are going on. I mean, you can just, you can just, you can. So sometimes, let me tell you the truth. I know that's why I said when I said it out that don't be afraid. And I don't know mm. if you heard me say that. Yes. That because yes. if you're afraid, yes. You can't, you can't, you, 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 you have to be confident that, see, I know I'm doing my best. I know I'm trying my best. And like I said, since you're hand, you handing over to the one who made them, and be very prayerful. I'm very prayerful. See, with everything I do, once I'm, I will still pray. In fact, sometimes I tell my children, please, you are interrupting my time. They know, once they see me kneel down, they know that this is my mother. I said, every other thing I'm doing, I keep telling them, the air that I breathe, the one who made me, I have to come back and be submissive to him. So let me pray. Do you understand? So you need help, sincerely. It's also a prayer that God send me the right kind of help. Help me. Yes. It's a prayer. You can even start praying it now, even before you get married, even while you are married. You need that support. Some of us, in fact, let me just say some of us, some of us, yes, at some point, maybe your mother, you know, some, you may have a, a, you know, a mother that is still agile now. It's a great support system. Some, you may have a mother, but she may be far. You know, it differs. And someone will just show up. Or it may be your other spouse. Some are privileged to have spouses who are involved. Maybe your husband, you understand. Or it's usually the other way around. So it's easier for there to be that, you know, cushion to do it together. Mm-hmm. Again, when I first started out sincerely with my children, I used to be so, how do I call it? Disorganized. That's the word. Hey, you know, you know how it is. Yes, yes. I know. I love to have the children, you know. And I, like I said, I didn't start out homeschooling initially. I started out homeschooling when I quit my job. When the Holy Spirit said to me, quit your job and begin to work with teenagers on the streets. I started out homeschooling because by the time I looked at it and looking at my husband, who is a businessman, looking at the fact that I left my paid income, you know, a nine to five job, and there wasn't that cushion. And I was working with teenagers on the streets, like car ministry work and all. And I said, we can't afford this thing. My husband said, we can't afford the kind of school we want them to go to because I know what education is. I have friends in the sector. I know what it's supposed to be when you talk about excellence. And I just felt in my heart, I can do it in my house. I do not owe anybody that answer that, why am I not taking my children or putting on uniform for them to go to, you know, general school and all that. And the the difference is clear. That's the truth. There are certain things you can't take from them. So that's it. So I just want to wrap up all the answers. First of home education, as a parent, we are all home educators or home yes. teachers. Some are full-time home teachers based on um, natural inclinations and then maybe your work with God or something. And all of us are part-time home educators and um home tutors or home teachers sorry sorry to cut you please also just one more thing quickly also even in home education like i said some of us are professionals can be professional teachers or tutors you understand that you may be able to design your curriculums and do anything but some of us may not just be that so you can get someone you can employ someone even when covid19 is over let me tell you if you come to me i will show you the parameters of what you may you need to look at before you thrust your child out there into just any school. I have been to schools that sometimes, as I'm speaking with the proprietress, already I can tell that this one doesn't have the best interest of children at heart. I don't need to talk too much. If you like, show me all your beautiful buildings. I've seen buildings. And for me, I looked at them and they felt like empty spaces to me. 
Because once I have a conversation with that proprietress or a conversation with the head teacher, I also even look at the administration. I look at the philosophy of the management. I ask you different questions here and there. And you're wondering what she asked me. Even once or two, you know, because like I said, my oldest son, I didn't start homeschooling initially when I was working. It was my daughter after him that I was school for more than five years, you know? So, I mean, as she is now, she's over five years. And so I would go to the school over and over. My son had to ask me one day, mommy, is there anything wrong? You're always at my school. I said, no, I'm doing my job. I'm just checking. Because I would talk to the teacher, not because of what the teacher is teaching, but I wanted to hear, I like to hear the teacher's ideology to life. Because I believe that that teacher is passing on something to my children, to my son, I mean, as of that time when he was smaller. So that's it, um, Shere, sorry to cut you. Okay, no, 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 that's fine. Then you, we, you also mentioned that sometimes you might need to take, make sacrifices, you know, yes. you, you, check, you check, you know, based on, um, how do I, how do I put it, you know, and you, you have to sacrifice some things at some point in time, you know, and then you need a support system. You can't do it. You cannot do it alone, whether as a full-time home tutor or home educator, whether as a part-time home tutor or home educator, you cannot do it alone. You need a support system. You need, you need, you need that cushion for yourself, for your mind, and um, for, yes. So uh, I'll just give you about um, one minute to wrap up quickly, final words to everybody, because we've gone overboard, you know, <laughs> by, by a few minutes. So just one minute to wrap up quickly, final words to everybody. Thank you for staying Thank this you. long. You are the living example that your children will eventually follow. Your life is a definition and expression of your beliefs. This is legacy. Mm -hmm. You mustn't assume that your children are learning if you are not intentionally role modeling. Mm -hmm. Hello. Hello. Okay, uh, I, I think Hema's network is, uh, I don't know. But anyways, um, you're a living example. Um, do not assume that you're- the Google mom. Do you understand? So they feel that you're still very relevant. So in building a lasting legacy, please, you must, you know, understand. that's another thing. You must understand how to transcend seasons. Don't stay stuck. Why do the children have moved on? Transcend seasons and times, because as they grow from one stage to the other, their needs are also changing. Their desires are also changing. The way to communicate with them is also changing. So you must also keep abreast with that, even as you trust the one who gave them to you to show you and help you build them till the end. Thank you. Amazing, amazing. Be intentional. Trust the one who gave them to you, you know, and then move with them as time goes on. Thank you everybody for staying tuned. Thank you so much. Please follow us on our social media platforms, our DreamBot initiative on Instagram, on Twitter, we are DreamBot NG. Um, if you want to catch this replay, we have it on our podcast channels, um, Anchor, Spotify, Apple, um, on YouTube as well. 
if you have a, a, an email or a message or a question that we could not take, you can send us an email, dreambodyinitiative at gmail.com and we will definitely um, reply you. Um, thank you so much, everybody, for um, being here with us. We are excited to have you here. God bless you. God bless you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much. <laughs> it was nice being here. Bye. Bye. <laughs> thank you, Akbar. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Mama. Thank you, everyone. Thank oh, you, Shuri. Thank you everyone who's been a part of it tonight god bless thank you, you. <laughs> i can see the chats you know coming in that's why thank you so yeah. much Mima. thank you so much i appreciate you <laughs> okay thank you daniel god bless you bye, -bye. <laughs>